This is the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm Kurt Elster, and you're listening to part two of our Shopify Unite coverage. Welcome back. Let's get back to it. What's your name, and what do you do? Kurt, my name is Thomas Holmes, uh, and I sell an ebook on Shopify called Shopify and You. I'm Sarah Moat. I'm the creative director at Moat, a Shopify expert studio in Southern California. Uh, my name is Ross Byler. I'm the founder of GrowSpark. Uh, an agency in Boston that specializes in Shopify. Hey, my name is Piers, and I am co-founder of We Make Websites. We are London's, or the UK's, number one Shopify Plus agency. Dylan Whitman, CEO of BVXL, a Shopify Plus partner. Probably the biggest one, right? I'd say so. I think we're the biggest Shopify Plus only partner. Yeah, for sure. I'm uh, Chris Pointer. I'm the uh, founder of Pointer. Uh, we're an e-commerce agency out of Ottawa. Jonathan Kennedy, I own HeyCarson.com and StoreTasker.com. Uh, Aaron from ShopPad. What are you most excited about because of Shopify Unite? I think for me, it's a lot about meeting people here. That's really the, yeah. I think because I've been working with Shopify since 2010, 2011. I launched my ebook in 2012. And this is the first time I've met a bunch of Shopify people. So that's really, really exciting. And even with clients, I work with them remotely. So there isn't that same, you know, one-on-one face-to-face. Learning on the new... I mean, the new announcements are always really exciting, but more so just being able to connect with other people and hear insights on their business, working the same eco-kit system that we're in. Yeah, the, the hallway track for sure is where I'm at. Um. Uh, I would say there's some really cool stuff uh, that I'm excited about. Super nerdy, but like the multi-location inventory management solves a lot of problems. Pricing rules solves a lot of problems. I think there's some cool, very specific stuff. Um, excited about custom storefronts. There's some, there's some features I'm, I'm pumped on. What do you fix the, the use case for pricing rules? How's that going to help? Uh, well, for a lot of our clients, they have customer-specific pricing. They have wholesale pricing. They have all these different tiers that they have to worry about. And I think the pricing rules could potentially be a way for us to solve those in a more kind of integrated manner. Uh, check out the Shopify Pay thing. It look, I mean, that that's game-changing for me. What's, what's game-changing about Shopify Pay? Well, I mean, I suppose... In, I, I didn't know it was coming for starts. It's like an exciting. I'm excited about it because I've just heard about it. But mainly, I can just see it's going to have incredible like uh, convert the like the, the opportunity for conversion rate enhancement as a result of that is massive. And then that means selling it is easier from my point of view because I can show clear bump from it. You know, and I think the other thing we struggle with is getting people on Shopify payments because the rates are higher compared to you know, going on like SageFair or whatever. Um, so this will be a reason for people to go on Shopify payments for our clients, particularly the bigger clients. I think this might swing the balance, but yeah. I think so far the thing that I think is most impactful is the, the payment thing that they uh, brought out. Where, What's impactful about it? Well, I just think that the, uh, to me, the, the ultimate goal of any technology is simplicity, right? And so ultimately, it's to make an experience become like magic for the user, whether that is somebody running a store or somebody purchasing something. The least amount of friction between want, purchase, and consume is the best experience possible. So to me, this is one of the leading ways I've seen that executed on any commerce platform, and I think that's impactful. That's um, a phenomenal answer. Thank you. <laughs> a, um you know, we try to keep up on a lot of things that uh, Shopify is doing, but uh, every year they they continue to kind of surprise us. The uh, storefront API is going to be, I think, the biggest game changer from what I saw. Why do you um, think that? Because it allow you to pretty much leverage uh, any platform in any way. 
uh, with Shopify now. So it kind of lends itself to our skill set and doesn't limit what we can do. Um, you know, we, we try to keep up on a lot of things that uh, Shopify is doing, but uh, every year they they continue to kind of surprise us. The uh, storefront API is going to be, I think, the biggest game changer from what I saw. Why do you um, think that? Because it allow you to pretty much leverage uh, any platform in any way uh, with Shopify now. So it kind of lends itself to our skill set and doesn't limit what we can do. That I've learned at Shopify Unite? Yeah. Um, feature, whatever you found out. Well, I, I think for me, Shopify Unite is about the people, right? It's about you this like community. The track. I do. I actually haven't been into one session yet. So hey, the the people are better than the sessions. I, I think, like the information here is great, but a lot of this are are kind of things we know or things we can learn online. But there's certain things that can't be done online. They can only be done in person these two days and that's the people that's the conversations the relationships and that's actually one of my favorite things about the shopify ecosystem it's a good answer yeah my favorite feature is the community after unite what's the first thing you'll do when you get back to your business <laughs> i can have a think about how this applies to my customers and what i can do for them that uh, what i've learned about here that can be applied for my customers that's really, uh, yeah and, and then also the, the big changes in the UI of Shopify, the UX of Shopify, so I'm gonna have to update my book to, uh, I have 300 pages, so 300 pages of screenshots uh -oh. are gonna be like, oh no. yeah, I need to talk to someone about that. They need to slow down the pace of development. I think reflect on what we've learned over the last few days, really meaningful conversations that we've had with other you know, people from Shopify, as well as other studios, other experts, other designers, other developers, and especially with the new I mean, the new features that are rolling out, see how we can start taking advantage of those as soon as possible. Uh, I'm probably going to have to read a million blog posts from Shopify to actually catch up on everything that came out. Right. <laughs> um, no, I've got, I've got a solid week of boring meetings, so nothing fun, I'm afraid. Nothing exciting. Nothing exciting. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, same thing I every day, every day, man. I just get up and fucking hustle. <laughs> so hustle nothing, nothing will, your inbox. Yeah, nothing will change too much. Uh, I'm going to probably brief everybody on what we talked about and uh, try not to uh, brag too much about the parties. I'm going to reach out to this pack of business card that I have in my pocket and try to follow up so that we can collaborate. What are you trying to collaborate on? I'm trying to get, I'm trying to work with agencies to send some of the work that's maybe under scope over to storetasker.com. Sit down with uh, everybody that, we have like five people here. So hopefully we can all still look each other in the eye after tonight's party. And then uh, we'll try and kind of like contain our inside jokes from this week, you know, for the people that haven't been able to make that, it to this. didn't get to yeah. come party. What is your biggest Shopify pet peeve? Perhaps the misconceptions that people have of the platform. Because it definitely has been around for such a long time and there's so many other types of platforms and so you know I feel that a lot of studios try to pitch what they know the best and you know a program a platform that's a program that they are really fluent in and so sometimes we have clients come to us and they have a lot of misconceptions over if it would be a good fit for them and it's a bit more about re-educating them and just having a conversation so I think biggest pet peeve knowing the breadth of what's possible and that it's not something that everyone really realizes it could be a good fit for them. But that, I guess, is more of an opportunity as well. All right, my number one is custom fields with products. There's nothing more frustrating because every single one of our clients has custom fields, needs of some sort, and Metafields is a terrible way to manage it. No proper multi-store management. So 
like managing so when we we have clients with us dollar gbp euro separate shopify stores on plus and managing them all currently involves another system or like dipping in and out it's just a nightmare I'm hoping tomorrow maybe they announce something for us. Yeah, well, we'll see. I've been I've been led to believe that might be happening. But yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I don't know if pet peeve is the right word. I just think that when anytime you have high growth, whether you're an agency or a platform yourself, there's friction. And I think that there's challenges to solve. So there's nothing that Shopify's doing that I'm saying oh man, they suck for this. I just think they're experiencing some of the same challenges that we experience as an agency growing. Because I think my biggest pet peeve is the fact that since they've become a public company, they're limited to how they can be free with information. And in the past, uh, that was the best part about being part of the community was you worked hard with the guys who were building the product. And now the limitations there are in place naturally because they need to be. It's had, um, it's had an effect on transparency. Yeah, transparency is uh, is something that you know is no longer as, as evident. One of our biggest pet peeves was just fixed with reviews in the App Store. Like, uh, so now uh, it's not just the, well, they like uh, uh, actually give a better representation of the distribution of your stars. Uh, instead, uh, it like actually sums them all up. So how many five star, four star, blah, blah, blah. Uh, because it used to be that you're, it was temporal, right? So it was the last review that you got was at the top. And if you had something that was negative at the top, even if you had 900 positive reviews, right. that one you know poor merchant who had a bad day with your app uh, could influence a lot of other merchants uh, from and kind of prevent them or scare them away from getting your app. How would you change your customers if you could? I mean, right now we have some pretty awesome customers, so. You just want more awesome customers. More awesome. I mean, we're very fortunate now that we have a lot of customers that we've worked with for years and are continuing to partner with us as their business evolves. Um, how we could change them? I don't know, just letting them know that they have the power to do so much in-house with their own team. I'd make them nicer and um, willing to part with their money more easily. <laughs> I think that what customers say they want and what they really want are often different things. And so I think one of the biggest things is uh, uh, what I try to continue to push the customers on is alignment, right? I.e., a big example I know you probably experienced in your execution is people love to say that they're data-driven, but they'd rather be data-inspired. And what they really want is that what they're really looking for from data-driven marketing is for the outcome to be what they thought they wanted it to be right. versus you know really following that and getting to the outcome that's the best. Simply, I, I'd like to have more FaceTime with them. I don't think I'd change them. I just enjoy the conversation, especially when I get to dissect their business and work with them on the better ways to do things. Um, the opportunity to do that face-to-face -face is always better than over the phone. I, I think the customers could be a little bit more prepared to um, accept the hardships of, of business and the grind that it, it takes. What, give me an example. Um, Oh, man, okay. That one's tough. Yeah. So an example would be uh, Shopify store owners come in with like a lack of fundamental business knowledge. And uh, I wish I could give that to them somehow, you know, even okay. steps before e-commerce. So there's a whole right, bunch like of things. Validate your business, build an audience. Yes. Yeah, so you hear me talking about uh, value proposition like almost every right. week. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of store owners come in without a value proposition uh, to their product and to their stores. And I think uh, it's kind of the reason why they have problems down the road. 
I don't think I would. Uh, I actually love our customers. We have like, we're in such a privileged position to be able to work with these entrepreneurs that are building their businesses and we have a front row seat and maybe we have a tiny part of their success. Like that is the most exciting thing to me. And, and so I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. What's one thing you wish every Shopify store owner would do? SEO would be a good start. Promote, advertise, spread the word. Know that, I mean, I feel like so many people are amazed that they can even have a viable store and that they have a, a good following and can feel so appreciative of what they've got going on and, and stop seeing like what could be next. There's always room to grow. Like even if you are a plus client, you have a booming business, there's always room to grow and not just follow the trends, but really pioneer them. Uninstall unused apps, performance tax, unnecessary performance tax. I don't know. Be willing to, Im it's very noticeable the difference between the clients that uh, value growth over cost. So very, some our clients are very cost sensitive and it's hard to get them to part with money, even though I know that they'll get a return on investment. So it's like convincing them. Yeah. So okay. become an expert in analytics. So go take the Google Analytics certification course, get certified and figure out how to, how to truly understand what the fuck is going on and what's working and what isn't. Oh man, I wish they would join Shopify Entrepreneurs Facebook community. <laughs> it, it is my favorite of the Facebook groups. Yeah, and I have my own. Mine's number two. Yeah, I like yours too. You do a good job. I try. Download our apps. <laughs> well, what's your app? Uh, so we have about 10 of them. Uh, what's the biggest one? Uh, let's see, probably Infinite Options. It's a free app, uh, line item properties for Shopify. It's beautiful and, uh, and it's free. So Why is it free? Uh, so that's actually ShopPad's marketing department is uh, this really great free app. We want something that a lot of merchants are going to use. They're going to have a really great experience. They're going to get an idea of the types of apps we build, uh, how we support them, how we just our legendary customer success team, all those things. Uh, and they're going to understand, you know, ShopPad's a partner in helping them grow their business. And then, you know, they'll be more inclined to try one of the paid apps, knowing, you know, they have an idea of what they're going to get when they, they pay for it. They on a first date, it went well, and they want to check out the episode. Very cool. Yeah. If you could wave a magic wand, what feature would you add to Shopify? I guess uh, integration with marketplaces, more marketplaces and things like that. Yeah, no. uh, other than some way to do custom fields. <laughs> that would be it. That is the answer. Uh, multi-currency. Multi-currency? Yeah, native multi-currency. Yeah. I like it. You know, for me, more selfishly, because of, of where I'm driving my business and where I think things need to go, it's having internationalization totally solved. Uh, I believe that the future of all commerce is international, and it's fundamentally transforming in the world right now, right? Where, like, you have somebody in India that can source a product from China and sell it and dropship it to somebody in the United States. Like, that's fucking insane, right? But we need to figure out better and better how to localize and internationalize. Partner admin controls. What would that be? Like, I can allow other people to make dev shops so I don't have to make every single one. That would be cool, yes. I actually, I saw a screenshot. They're I doing it. Yeah, yeah, it looked like it's happening. Yeah, it's uh, it's just, it's coming down the pipe. I'm not sure how detailed at this time, but uh, I saw some early kind of UX. Uh, it's looking promising. This is the same thing that happens when Shopify sends out their surveys. Right. Is like, I've always like had this long list of like, uh, you know, things I, I want to ask them and talk to them about. And then they send out the survey and I'm like, everything's great. Like, yeah, me too. nothing ever I'm comes like, to I love you. <laughs> um, if I could change one thing. Um, it, it's, I mean, I, w I just want it to keep growing. So if it can double is the thing I would like it to do. Next time on the unofficial Shopify podcast, you'll hear the final episode of our Shopify Unite coverage. 
See you there.